Talk uh, about another horror movie in Stabtober. Yep, something a little bit, a little bit different. Something that we probably would never, ever, ever watch or check out on our own, but we did it for you guys. We did it for you guys. Because we know that a lot of people wanted to see how reactors would react to it. Yeah. And from what I see, and a lot of reactors got really bored. They they got really tired some of it yeah. and they turned it off halfway through. Mm-hmm. So like a lot of people are just giving like five to ten minute reviews. So we're gonna take you down to the good, the bad, the ugly. Yes. And what it's all about and everything. Before we do that real quick, I do have a little piece of horror news for everybody. Okay. That is Chucky season three did premiere on Wednesday. Oh shit. But here's the catch. Don Mancini, because of the writer's strike had to chop up the series, the season. So, episodes one, two, three, and four will all be this year. Episodes five, six, seven, and eight will be next year. Okay. They don't have a date yet. So, also, I've heard that Exorcist Believers killing it so far in the theaters. It's the first week in theaters. And from what I've heard, it already made back its budget just from Hollywood releases online. That's crazy. That's fucking nuts. But this is the first Exorcist that we've seen in 20 years. Mm-hmm. People so. were excited for it. I know a lot of, and I have a lot of like casual friends that I talk to that are like, yo, I'm going to see The Exorcist this time. Because it's that's like how the I number it's... one movie to go see right now. That's, that's why they moved it down, and they well, that's why they moved their mm-hmm. release date up so they were farther away from Five Minutes at Freddy's so they could have a proper release. Exactly, and that's how I usually know the difference between and, and like it kind of happened with the new Scream and stuff. Like when it's something that you and me are excited about, or like someone even like kind of like in a horror circle, like like someone that likes horror movies, or like someone that's not really into it, it's like yo, I'm going to see this. Uh, you know it's good. Yeah, I know it's like a hit or it's something. Well, not that it's good, but you know that it's mm. the trailers were at least enough to get their butts in the seat. Yeah, it's going to be successful at least. Yeah, it's a good. Well, at least it's a pretty good indicator. Uh, now this one was a low key success. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. <laughs> That's what we're here to talk about today. Yep, this movie was originally supposed to be released in India, but for some reason the USA got their paws on it. And it ended up getting released date here um, for everyone. If you want to follow along or whatnot, this is on Peacock. I believe it's Peacock Premium. So you'd have to pay for it and whatnot. But it is, I can't believe I'm saying this. It is worth it. If you're this kind of person 
that likes a good time. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna bring this up real quick. If you liked Terrifier and Terrifier Two, and it wasn't too much blood and gore and shit for you, and you could sit through it and you'd be fine, this is a good movie for you to go ahead and check out. I'd agree. I mean, it's a little less gruesome than the Terrifier movies. Yeah. So if you feel like you can handle it, give yeah, it a because I, I, I was gonna say like. I sat through Terrifier 1, and I think I, I, I've seen clips of Terrifier 2. Yeah. It's not my thing. It's a little too much. This, I never found to be a little too much. It was gory. It was for sure. But I thought it kind of I worked. I more of the gore factor, Daniel. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I just, I didn't think this overstepped any, too many boundaries like that. It did have gore, but. The I, only movie that I would really, really strictly compare this to would have to be Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. The first one. And there's a lot of slashes. I mean, it had titties and, and guts and blood. And like, it, it's... It did it's, what a slasher does. Yeah. And it, it's a pretty low budget. It, this thing was made out of 100 thou, and it made 5 mil, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. With a limited theater release and all that. Especially with how many people were against it. Yeah. And a bunch of no no offense to anybody, but uh, Craig David Dowsett, Chris Ordell, Amber... Troy Thorne, Nikolai Leon, Maria Taylor. It's got a good cast of young people, but... They're all upcoming. Yeah, there's, it's, you don't got, like, too many big names in this thing, yeah. which is fine. And it, it seems to work, but... And I enjoyed the movie. I'm excited to talk about it. Let's get into it. I, I will have to say real quick, the number one thing for me, you all know this, is cinematography. And I will tell you guys about the cinematography. It is amazing in this movie. Yeah. This movie has you out there like one, two o'clock in the woods in the fucking dead of night. You can still see everything. Mm-hmm. You can see every yeah, it wasn't little too dark. detail. It was not too dark at all. And I loved that. I thought that that was a wonderful move for them. And that's the thing about this is the low budgetness of it is what kind of got panned by most critics. But I thought, I agree with you. I don't think the look was terrible. And I thought the rain at the right time and the, the, and the darkness and, and, and the darkness wasn't too much, but it was still like dimly lit. Yeah. Like it was still dimly lit, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if you do think about it, like, we just watched Slender Man last week, and my number one complaint was it was too dark. Yeah. It was too dark. Yeah, um, so, like, that's just my thing with horror movies. And, like, I get a lot of people saying to me, oh, well, it's horror. Of course it's going to be too dark. And, like, mm-hmm. I get that, but, like, there's a difference between being really dark and being at the point where I can't fucking see anything. If you're wearing a bright pink shirt in the middle of the woods and I can't see you, that's an issue. Yeah, we got an issue. There's a real issue. And that's not on the directors, that's not on the actors, that's on the cinematographer. So, I will give the cinematography team who did this. I know they're very unknown. But I will give them a shout-out for that. I do agree. Because that's, that's a hard thing to do. Most blockbuster movies can't even do that. 
they waste all their budget on different shit. They spent their budget very, very well. You can tell. Yeah, a good practical effect. Exactly. They saw everything through. They didn't need high budget actors or anything like it. Was, like even the kid that played Christopher Robin was good enough. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. And, he and Pooh kinda... and Pig. Oh my God, guys! I do not know who played those motherfuckers, but they were so fucking strong. I think Dana's gonna tell us now. Chris Cordell was Piglet, and okay. Craig David Dowsett was Winnie the Pooh. Okay, that makes a lot of sense now. I've seen both of them. And b- before we do get into it, we, we do got to explain the reason this movie can be made with a low budget. Oh, yeah, and let's go ahead and get into that. Because thing. you would think as, as a normal consumer, customer, just person out in the audience that this would be a massive IP that's owned by a Disney or owned by something. And Disney does have a Winnie the Pooh adaptation and stuff. But this... Because it was so old and like made so long ago, and Superman is going to be a victim of this in not too long, I believe, as well. It reaches this thing called the public domain. And once it hits that, anybody's allowed to use it without many copyright issues. So this hit public domain in January 2022. And uh, after that, it didn't take too long for people to start jumping on and doing shit like this. Right. Because instead of, because you can do like fan films and little shit, but like an actual movie that you can get in a theater, it's it's hard uh, it's hard to do if you're not a franchise. Yeah. yeah. And uh, a lot of things are owned and bought, and the fact that this is kind of back for public consumption is cool, and people can make art out of Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> but it's not Disney's Winnie the Pooh, though, guys. It's um, the Winnie the Pooh that they need the books about. Yes. Yes. It's based on the E.A. Shepard. A.A. Uh, Milne. And A.A. Mind. A.A. Milne. A.A. Milne. Winnie the Pooh books. Which are so good, y'all. So good. But I read them when I was little, and Dan Sharon can tell you, I read those like they were cracks. I fed read. I loved them. They were so good. I always thought Winnie the Pooh was a little too, and I don't want to be like uh, a hater or anything, but I always thought it was a bit like too girly. I don't know. I would say juvenile, not really girly. <laughs> I just thought Winnie was kind of a pussy. <laughs> but no, no offense to Winnie. <laughs> he wasn't a pussy in this movie. No, he wasn't. Winnie could fuck me up in this thing. But, uh, Anyway. And this is, like, if P, if you thought when he was a pussy, this is the movie for you. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever thought about, if you've ever had one of those late night thoughts, and they're like, this is a Disney movie, could be a horror movie. Yeah, it was all fun. And this is the movie for you. Yes. It's cool to take shit like that and spin it, and, like, even, like, when you do, like, Weird satire on stuff like when Family Guy had uh, the Bugs Bunny with Elmer Fudd, but then Elmer Fudd like shoot him and break his neck. And so it was like really dark. But it's like when you can do little spit on and shit like that and make it fun. And this is an attempt at that. It makes it serious to kind of like give the rundown like quick. And the movie does it quick too. Mm-hmm. Christopher Robin, it's kind of the same story that he grew up and he played with them as a kid and he fed them. And- no. Let's be clear, though. In the beginning of the movie, it's all narrated. It's narrated to, like, a drawing type to art. To a drawing, correct. Yeah. And they're 
basically giving you all the backstory you need for the whole movie. Go mm-hmm. ahead, Daniel. And, and basically, yeah, and you got Eeyore and Piglet and uh, Rabbit and Owl. Rabbit and Owl and uh, Winnie the Pooh. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're all a, a big happy family and they're they're hanging out with Christopher Robin and it's just like the Christopher the old, Robin's their best friends. Their best friends, yes. But eventually he leaves them. Mm-hmm. And he goes on and he goes off to college and goes off and does his thing. And uh, they get really upset. They have no food, so they have to eat Eeyore. <laughs> basically, guys, <laughs> basically they have a really, like, harsh winter. And, like, the woods are barren and everything. And they all decide that they have to take one for the team and eat Eeyore. And then after they do that, um, Piglet and Pooh just snap. And it said that Piglet, not Piglet, it's to be said that Rabbit and Owl ran away. Really? Because they had the, it had the opposite effect on them. Yeah. When, like, Pooh and Piglet were like, all right, we're going to renounce our humanity and kill people now, and we're, we're going to wait for Christopher Robin to come back. We're never going to say a word again. Those two were like, uh, you two are nuts. Let's get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. And they left. Now, it never showed. They never showed it. But that is an integral part of the movie, is that those two aren't there. This is just Pooh and Penguin. Yes. And Pooh is very, very distraught and upset because Christopher Robin is gone. And traumatized. And traumatized almost. Piglet, kind of the same thing. He's just brutal, though. You get more of the brutality. Like, you get more of the brutality from him and his fucking team. Yeah, he's a more, and even though, you know, Pooh does his fair share of that, towards the end, you get more of that, and of course, throughout too, but Piglet's kind of more the muscle, and and, and Pooh's the final boss in Mm -hmm. in the end, and they do that well, where Piglet's taking a lot of the shots, and he dies off kind of early in the end, to me. Like, I like, timed it. There's a good 20 minutes left. I was going to say, I timed it, and there was 20 minutes left. Yeah. There was a lot of shit with Pooh and the, the girl that, well, almost final girl, and we'll get into it, and, and Christopher Robin and all that. But basically, Christopher Robin takes his girl, Mary, I believe. <clears throat> I believe her name is Mary. And uh, he's showing her, and she doesn't believe him in the fairy tale shit, and he's like, they got to be real. They're still here. He's trying to find them. Obviously, quick, he finds a jar of blood and honey <laughs> to kind of allude to the title. Yeah, a legit honey bar, honey bowl, guys, and you got fucking blood on the side of it. And they don't get worried at this at first. <laughs> well, she's like, the whole time, she's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. And he's like, no, it's okay. And uh, Christopher Robin just is kind of a dumbass in this movie. But uh, he, even though I do they like the kid the planet. They love me. They love me. That's the reason they're crazy. Yeah, you're all upset. So uh, they they keep exploring more. They go in the cabin. They find a picture. And you, this is the one thing where you can take a shot at the low budget and the, the director and shit. And you don't really see the picture and what's wrong with it. You just kind of assume his face is torn out of it or some shit or it's mm-hmm. fucked with or there's slashes or something. You just they, they leave that to the mind, which I guess is okay. But, you know, you could have showed us too. They show it first. split. Second, I didn't but see you're it. not able to see I it. I didn't see it. You're I, not I, able to see it. We only watched this one one time yesterday, but I, I, I'd have to go back because in my when From I was watching it with you, said, I didn't see you can, it. You can see it. Okay. But so you 
she's like, all right, well, these people don't fuck with you anymore, pretty much. Like, like something's wrong. And then they hear a noise, they hide. Uh, uh, eventually, they figure out that something's wrong. They try to escape and stuff, and they get into it with Piglet, and that's when they meet Piglet. Yeah, and Christopher Robin's like, oh, it's Piglet, don't worry. And then all of a sudden, Piglet's like, hey, girlfriend, throw meat team. Yeah. And then he chokes Mary to fucking everlasting death, and, and she's gone. Christopher Robin kind of pusses out, and they go up to him and, and like, capture him. And then they do a little, like, drawing into the title screen and, and yeah, them throwing her into the fire. Yeah, sitting, sitting there screaming, why? Like, it's a fucking Night of the Living Dead remake. Yeah. But the thing is, is, is this is what I like. Because if you're going to do a slasher like this and get it, they did a good job of getting, like, girls and, like, well, like, Instagram model girls and, like, a nerdy girl. And, like, uh, like they got the people. The stereotypes are very good. They were good on people that weren't going to beat Winnie's ass. Right. And then when they try to get, like, the group of, like, rednecks that could beat his ass, maybe, with the fucking, like, tire irons and shit. Hey, obviously that didn't work. Well, it was so much fun to watch them go down, though. Yeah, that was so, the Halloween Kills part of it. But, yes! Uh, so bad! But, uh, they got a good, good, like, Christopher Robin was kind of a skinny, like, doipy kid. Like, they, he wasn't gonna do much. Uh, he, he, he was a good kid and seemed creative and like they were talking about his imagination and everything just like in the in the books and in the so, old shows. One thing Daniel's not mentioning here is yeah, they killed Mary, but they kept Christopher Robin alive. Yeah, they kept him. And they're probably true. thinking in their head like I have a theory. My theory is who wanted Christopher Robin to See everybody's hurt and everyone's torture, and also feel hurt and feel torture, but never actually die. Yeah. And I feel that's because who was very tortured inside. And it was more of look what you made me do. That's what I'm trying Robin. to say. It's more of a like look what you look at what you made me into. I can I I could have just stayed home from college and I would have been fine. I can get with that and I can agree to an extent, but I do not feel it was as premeditated as that because it felt too much like he felt too emotional about it. Like in this scene when he's whipping him and whipped his fucking whole back. Well, that's what I mean. That's why. But he was like crying before. Look at me. Yeah. Like look at what you made me do. But it's like they didn't expect him to come back either. That's what I feel like. Like it's a shock to them too. Like kids just keep coming and then they kill him. They don't really know what to do. It seems like. So. Yeah, and he's in, and Daniel is true about that because before he whips them with Eeyore's tail, um, he goes in the kitchen and he has a breakdown after. Yeah, and he's breaking. Robin screaming, "It's me! It's me! It's me!" He puts two and two together and he realizes that it is him. Yeah. But he's not happy-go-lucky bear anymore. He's monstrous, murderous bear. Yeah. So he makes a mess out of the fucking kitchen. And for Christopher Robin, basically, his ass is grass because mm-hmm. he made him feel something. So he turned Christopher Robin around so he wouldn't feel bad, and he whipped him. Yes. That was very emotional and very powerful. Especially for a stupid throwaway movie like this. I agree with you. I, I think... It- 
because it, it did put a little story in heart because like the kids and like Maria with the therapy session in the beginning and like they try to work on her character a little bit and but the other kids even though I do like the nerdy girl she's a bit of a th- they're all throwaways it's kind of a throwaway cast that let's see who can Winnie and Piglet can fuck up you know that that's what the rest of them are so mm-hmm. it's good with the Christopher Robin and what the source material with what you have they played into it a little bit and they had some fun with it and they made it a little put a little I guess you could say heart but like just a little something into the story a little sauce they added exactly they added a little bit of sauce yeah to make it all come together yeah and they did a good job yeah it made it work. Because even when he's, like, in, I'm not going to give away the end. Like, I want to actually build to the end. But when, when he's pleading to Winnie, you think Winnie might not do something. You Like, when, well, like you like think he might get through to Winnie. Yeah. It was, like, the first time when he was hung up before he was left. He was like, please, Pooh, it's me. And, like, <laughs> that's when Pooh has to walk away and has to break down. Because he realizes, like, oh, my God, it is him. Yeah. <laughs> Why the fuck did he come back? Why is he here? What's this motherfucker doing? <laughs> so, but I agree. I mean, it was very. For I a was movie, surprised how good it was. Exactly, and for a movie called Blood and Honey, I'm also surprised at how many different levels it hit. Yeah. You know what I mean, Daniel? Like yeah. How many just different subjects and levels and storylines they hit upon? I agree. I think they did a great job of doing that. Like, they had the PTSD and the one girl, and she, so she basically, the reason why she's getting away is because she has been tortured for months after the situation happened with a homeless man making his way into her apartment and trying to grab her in the middle of the night, and then she found out that he wasn't no ordinary homeless man. This guy had been watching her. Yeah. For weeks. Yeah. And she had no fucking clue. So as soon as as soon as the lights go out, she's like, Oh my god, and she starts flipping the fuck out. I don't blame her. I would have done the same thing. Yeah. Honestly, I'm surprised she fought as well as she did. If I was in her fucking situation, show me the nearest fucking bedroom and address her. I'll board myself up in there, y'all can figure it out. I don't know. In these situations, I'm always a runner over a, like a hider and that, stay in a position where they can so fuck weak. me up. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I didn't expect that chutzpah and that character out of her. Yeah. They set her up to be a whiny little bitch. So then when she wasn't a whiny little bitch, it's like, oh, okay. I got it. I see yeah. you. So that's what I mean by pleasantly surprised. Yeah. All, all of them were pretty good archetypes for what they were. Yeah. The Instagram lady was even good. She was so funny. Her taking pics at the hot tub. And, like, you can tell that was the one, like, the directors were like, all right, this is the one hot chick. And she wasn't even that cute. No, her titties are big, though. She yeah, that's it. And, and Even on Instagram, she has all about the titties. It's all about the touch. And then when she's taking pictures in the jacuzzi and she's she's winning in the background, and that's in line for me for top kill because when he, him when he's chasing after her. Oh, is it this one? I think it's him and Piglet both after, but that's like she's the one that gets her face smashed by the tire. Oh right? yeah, that's the one where Piglet hides a hog tiger yeah, and, and then who drives? drives. I don't know how the fuck he can drive, but he drives over her and pops her head like a fucking grape. 
Exactly. I'm like, this is like not even the first time in this movie that we're going to mention popping their head like grapes. <laughs> like I said, these two are insanely fucking strong. Think of like backwoods, hill head eyes, wrong turns, those kind of fucking hill lilies. Yeah. That's what they were. They were cannibalistic, don't give a fuck motherfuckers. Because they weren't, I don't think we touched on this, they're not animals fully. They're half-breeds. Which is why their forest was so barren and they couldn't find anything to eat and Christopher Robin was their only friend because they were abominations to the rest of the world. Because they were half animal, half human. Yeah, and then when they started eating their friends and killing people, that really turned people off. Well, yeah, because that turned them more into animals. Yeah, exactly. So, um, very intense with that. I would say the suspense in this movie, it's, they did a really good job. Mm-hmm. And they, it's they build not up each kill well. overly produced this music either. No. It's not like a, you hear a loud sound and you're like, oh, here it comes. Like, it's not like that. And you know my favorite thing about independent films is mm-hmm. that, especially independent horror, is that it's very fast paced and it gets right to it because you they know they don't they know how much time they got minutes, you know like so. it's like we got to get to it. There's not as much filler as you get in these big nope. blockbusters. They're, they're more like we got to get this done in sixty yeah. to ninety minutes, maybe even eighty minutes. So let's go. And I'm all for building out the story. And like we said, they they do little things to build out the story, like Winnie being sad and certain. I will like, honestly say that this is. One of my top five favorite indie movies. Yeah. As far as a horror indie lover goes. Yeah. I mean, unfortunately, the first one has to be taken by the new Natty Knox film on TV. Yes. Because that's such kiss. Such a good movie. Sandy, if you're out there listening, please come on. Please Mm -hmm. come on the show. Please talk to us. Do something. We love you guys. But, like, we were, like, even last week, or no, a couple weeks ago, we were talking about our spooky movie lesson mm-hmm. stuff, and we were talking about that uh, she came through the woods. Mm-hmm. This is, like, very much, like, it has to get to the point quick. And the fact that it does that, it hits plot points and kills, and it makes everything fast-paced and fun, and you never get bored. Those two are very similar, too, as cinematography goes. Exactly. Very good cinematography. I could, even though it was all in the woods, I could see them all. Yeah, and I like the, they both use that little, like, drawings and stuff to narrate stories, like, mm-hmm. without having to go, like, too hard. Yeah. And, uh. And I like that. I like that for horror. Yeah, I just respect, like, what this movie did because it was fast-paced and fun. And, and when you never get bored and when there's not a slow point, because it's like Slender Man in comparison, there's so many slow points. And so, like, when can we get to the It end? doesn't let you take a breath. You never have that feel here. It you, doesn't let you take a breath. It's like, well, this person's going to die. This person's going to die. This person's yeah. going to get tortured. This person's going to get tortured. This person's going to get hung up. And that's why I'm so surprised it got hated. And I think it got, like, a 50% audience score. So some people were, like, all right on it. But... I think it does everything you want a slasher to do. In my opinion, I thought it was a very fun film. Yeah. And I even said that to Ian Sharon and Daniel once it was done. I said that was fun. And and, and I understand that not everybody's like that. Like not was everyone fun. likes to watch that kind of stuff and thinks that it's fun. Yeah. They want to be scared by it. But I'm sorry, guys. Oh, I. I can count on my fingers 
how many times I've been scared. Yeah. By a horror movie. And if you're not into scary shit like we are, like this could be scary to you. Yeah. Like it, like. Because, and we kind of argued about Pooh. I didn't think his special effects was amazing. Even though to the, now I've kind of, now that I've had more time to kind of, you know, take it. And you realize it wasn't a mask. It was actual just special makeup. I'm a little higher on it, but I think Piglet's was way better done. Oh, yeah. Piglet's is scary. You can look at Piglet and be like, oh, I'm kind of genuinely terrified by that. Piglet's was scary. It looked like a fucking hillbilly with horns. Yeah. Piglet was kind of freaky. So seeing. Whereas fucking Pooh kind of looked like Leatherface is cool. So there is like a little frights and stuff, and and there is like moments where you might look away. Well, the thing is, Piglet. If you ever saw the illustrations in the books, uh-huh. he is a sweet little, he's smaller than than Winnie, and he's just a cute little thing. This one looked like a wild boar with yep. a pig face and the tusks yeah. coming out. He was freaky looking. Mm-hmm. He was freaky. He's like a pig that went evil. Yeah, so they definitely got their message, message across. I will have to say, I felt really bad for the characters because there is a few times where, like, you kind of had a fold in our breast and we're like, oh, my God, are they going to do it? Oh, God, they did it. Because, like, you weren't expecting them to kill every single fucking member. And they basically did. Of the, of the group that of came the, after Christopher, they did. Every member of that Every group member died except for Christopher Robin, who was the only one that ended up surviving this entire ordeal and let me tell you guys christopher robin fucking tries to save the one girl's dramatic pay by ramming his car into Pooh and slamming Pooh into another vehicle tell me how this motherfucker gets up within two minutes and is shimmying himself out of the cars and then when he realizes he's too fat turns around he pushes the one car out of the way like it's nothing yeah like hey excuse me and he goes somewhere yeah what the fuck and i hate to be picky in horror but that's also one of those scenes where it's like christopher and maria could have booked it a little faster <laughs> you yeah, did, like i know you said like, like it was like two minutes but in reality at least in the movie it felt like four or five yeah you it was had like a five time. minutes they, they had they had enough time where they could have just tried the fuck to out of there like yeah like just tried like they kind of just sat and then like looked at him and waited for him to come up and it's like it just well i thought they i think they thought that he was just gonna die and i think maria was a bit injured from the accident too yeah. so i don't but yeah uh, yeah i think they both were but you are right and that's one of my favorite parts of this was because the fun thing about because you have slashers which you know who the killers are it's not a who done it where you're the fun is trying to figure out which one of the friend group or whoever no, that's is not the killer kind of that's fun. not that but the fun part of this as a slasher fan is like who's going to make it though yep. that's the fun part who's going to get out of this bitch who's going to figure out who's going to have the skills to survive and a couple of them like that Jessica I kept calling her the nerdy girl the poor thing but Jessica I really thought she was going to make it she almost made it and she was right by Maria's side for a lot of the time and like I was like she's the next and that's like the whole time I was just the one going to go. And he does grab her out of the car when they crash and decapitate her and shit. I feel bad because you know all the names and shit, but guys, he is sitting in front of the laptop, so he is kind of, he might be cheating, I'm not sure. <laughs> but I, I, I can't cheat. I don't really know any of their names. I know Christopher Robin, I know Mary, and I know Marie. Yeah. That's, that's basically all I got. And Pooh and Piglet. No. That's basically all I got. I'm not good with names. But if you watch my TikTok mini reviews, you'll know. I I'm not good with names. 
I caught a couple of them, but at Maria they said a lot. And, and the only and the only reason I remember the girl from the beginning is because uh, he kept saying Mary, 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 Mary. But uh, Maria, the the almost final girl, I keep calling her, had a hell of a shot. And it seemed like she was going to be the one, man. It seemed like she had all the chutzpah to make it. They basically set her up to do that. And then at the last second, they're like, eh, now. And ding dong ditch. Yeah. And because Christopher Robin, like you said, he gives a hell of a speech. He's like, please, boo. Like, I, I'm sorry. I, shouldn't I think that. that speech killed her. Yeah. Now, did you say what's uh what Pooh says to Christopher Robin? Oh, that is very, very correct. Sharon is right about that because he only talked about the one temper tantrum that Pooh had. And during the second temper tantrum, well, that's in this scene, yeah. he had Marie, or Maria, Maria at night, at glass point, basically. Yeah, he's got this and short he's got a shard of glass right up her by the hair. And Christopher Robin is begging him, going, come on, Pooh, it's me. I promise, just let her go. She won't say anything, and I'll live here with you forever, always. I promise I'll never leave you again. And who looks right at him and said the only two words that that motherfucker speaks in the entire movie, and you will have to rewind it, but he says, you left. And then he slits the girl's throat and throws her at Christopher Robin. So quick. One of the best scenes in the movie. Yeah. Because you don't, because you think Very emotional kill. Yeah, it's an emotional one. It's a good one. You can, and it's like there was a lot of kills. And it was a great movie in it, but it felt like it built up to the scene. And this was the emotional climax. And this was a good part. And it still ended up with a cool kill with someone who we think we kind of invested in. She might actually make it. She gets the throat stuff. Yeah. So and it, it, it was and hard to watch. Talk. Yeah. He heard, and he and he says the couple you left, even though we had to rewind it fifteen times to figure that out and then go for it. Well, it's but, so gurgly. Because he hasn't spoken in so yeah. long. So it's very, very gurgly and it's very quiet. Yeah, and you eat so much blood and honey, it sticks up your mouth. Exactly. But... So, I mean, if you, if me, if me and my aunt didn't see the mouth move, I don't know if we would have caught well, I had, I had to Google I, it. I am the one that figured it no, out. No, I know, but I'm, I, I meant figuring out he spoke. Right. Okay. But yeah, uh, I thought that scene was very impactful. And then Christopher Robin to go off and run off, and now we have a sequel. And yeah. then... Uh, and there is a sequel coming it. out, guys. It is already... has a. I don't think it has a date, but it is next year, and it will involve Tigger. Yeah. Yeah, so, Daniel, what do you think your favorite kill was on this one? It has to be... Because it's going to be a hard one, because there is a lot of good kills. There were so many good ones, and I mentioned the, the Instagram girl, but I don't think she can take the top spot. I think it's got to be the combination, the Halloween kills, kills. Because when he fucking took out that whole group of guys that they saw earlier at that mechanic shop, that seemed shifty, it's that classic red hair, oh, he seemed shifty, he could be a part of it. And then even when he showed up, I think you were sharing so oh, they're in on it. But then yeah, they cut. They cut. Yeah. So they come out to, but they come out to help whoop some ass, and you always know. And then they leave them in the car like this isn't gonna work out. They're gonna get fucked up. And boy, do they ever! And he hits fucking Pooh with the tire iron a, a couple times, and 
Nothing. No dice. And Nothing. then Pooh just fucking fucks everybody like, up. Pooh moves his head a little bit. Like there's but that's it. Like he's just smacking he towers over people. He just like smacks them with his hand and their throat gets Like lit. he takes off one of the guys' face, guys. Yes. Like the side profile of his fucking face is gone. Yeah, and then they did a cool little fun like grotesque horror thing where they put the face up to the window for the girls to see and he's like Ah Yeah, it's like hey there all Yeah. But uh, and, and my favorite in that sequence is when the one guy's on the ground and he stomps on his head and explodes. Like I said, pop the Capri. Yeah, it was it was just so much fun. And so that that scene combined was probably my top kills. With there was this was chalk filled with them, but that was a good group. That show what Pooh can do. That's one where it's like, all right, shit's real. We saw like he's not just you're not gonna fuck him up. He he's like a super villain killer like a monster like they're trying to build Pooh up to be like a jason michael like you can tell that in this scene absolutely so that that's what i i, I that's got to be there what's yours my favorite and please don't kill me guys because i'm really bad at names my favorite is when one of the victim girls ended up with a machete down her fucking throat like she was deep throating oh shit remember yeah who was that machete down her throat like she was deep throating was that the girl with the burnt off face that like that like challenged Piglet and them and like came out with the gun but she didn't have the bullet? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So then Piglet gets the gun out of her hand and puts a machete down her throat. Yeah. I I, I love a classic machete kill. Yeah. And this is something. This is a trope machete kill thing that I will always love. Yeah. It will always be something where I'm going to be like, mm, good kill. Yeah. Every damn time. And, and this this took the cake for me. Daniel, I would say hard second place. Yeah. And not a top one, but the way Jessica, like how we said we thought she was going to make it, but then he, she just gets flung out of the car quick. You're like, oh, fuck, it's over. It's I felt so bad for her. I didn't even know she was gone. Yeah, and her head comes off quick. And that's just a fun, like, like that's a quick, like, oh, my God, she's... That's what I said. Like, you will not believe how strong the two fuckers are. Yeah. And they're ripping people's heads off. They're smacking people to the point where they fucking break their neck. And this is all that. That was after Piglet was dead, too. That's all poop. Like, that's what's crazy about this is the last, like... P- well, no, Piglet. the person that got punched and ended up cracking their neck, that was Piglet. Yeah. But, like, the last six kills in this movie is Pooh. That's the nuts part of this. Because, like we said, Piglet dies a good 20 after. And, like, after that 20 minutes, the ending is chock filled with kills still. Mm-hmm. All that's Pooh. Yeah, uh, Pooh kind of went on a little bit of a rampage. As far as uh, a movie rating I would give this, I would I am way higher on it than the rest of the world and all of the critics. And I thought this was a fun slash movie to put on for this season and Halloween season. I'm giving it at least a 7.3. I'll meet you there. Uh, I'm going to give it a 7.5. Yeah. I would, too. I think it's right there. It's a good movie. It's not amazing. It's not the best thing. It doesn't reinvent the... But it takes, like, a fun, like, childhood thing and makes gives it a spooky, like, crazy twist. Exactly. And it very well could have been very juvenile. Mm-hmm. And this very well could have been, like, a PG-13 movie. Exactly. But... God, I'm glad it wasn't. Yeah. Because I really think if it was, they would have been fucked. 
Yeah, they would have been fucked up. But the way, I think the way that they did it, with the rating and everything, was it was so good. I mean, I really hope that the second one can actually do a little something different than mm-hmm. we saw in this first one, maybe. I have high hopes for it, but I will have to say, one by far one of the best indie movies I've seen in the last couple of years. Yeah. Not the best. One of them, though. Yeah, it, it's definitely up there. Like, as far as indie horror goes, practical effects were on key. The special effects makeup that they did. Like, I don't know who the fucking makeup department was in that, but hats off. You deserve a round of applause. Yeah, and like you said, it was shot well. There was only a couple scenes to me where I felt like it was a 2003 video game where we were to the side and we saw a couple characters walking to the side. <laughs> so like yeah, there was, was a, little, there was the a moment but... where we were like supposed to be in Piglet's POV, yeah. but they didn't really shoot it right. Yeah. And they shot it right if his head was like all the way to the side. but Yeah. Uh, so that was, that was a little strange, but other than that, they did really good. And like I said, I'm impressed by the lighting. Yeah, 100%. So, uh... So, yeah, that was uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. So, next week on Saturday, we're going to be going out for Big the Hummer's birthday celebration. Yes. We're going to be seeing some spooky stuff, and then we're going to go to uh, Haunted Hayride and shit. Now, please do not get your hopes up, because I don't know if it's going to happen. I haven't spoke to the owner. But, hopefully, on the TikTok, there will be a live video of what we're going through. Oh, shit. Hopefully. Oh, yeah, we'll see. I don't want to if, if they ban us, then... Yeah. I mean, if they say no, then that's it. We're done. Yeah. But hopefully you all will get to see what's going on. As far as movie goes on Sunday, I don't know what you want to do. Because I have off Sunday, so we can still do a movie on Sunday if you want. Uh, we might as well, since we're going to see The Exorcist, we can just talk about that. All right, so the next one will be Exorcist the Beginning and how it compares to the regular Exorcist and what we think about it being a sequel and all that shit. Yeah. So I'm going to give you all a big hoo-doo-hoo and say goodnight. Have a great, great, great week, you guys. Thank you so much for listening on here. Thank you so much for doing the TikTok. We both really, really appreciate it. I thank you guys so much. Thank you. All right. All right. Peace. Peace, guys. You got to keep them separated. <laughs> Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. 
Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.